there are a lot of us here who like to go fishing. And this is our time of year. This is when the fishing gets good. And this is when you need to be fishing if you're going to go fishing. But fishing is sort of an iffy proposition. It's, a, it's an activity in which you might have a good day, but a lot of times you don't. We like to catch a lot of fish. We like to catch big fish. But I'm going to tell you, when we go fishing, there's, there's more bad days than good, I suppose, as, as to the actual results and the, and the fish that you catch. Uh, there are not a lot of fishing days that, as you would say, are to write home about. That just doesn't happen all that, at, that often. But when I watch those fishing shows on TV, you know, uh, Bill Dance, he's an old man now, but back when you used to watch Bill Dance catching bass, and there's a lot of other guys doing that, and they have these fishing contests, you know, those guys seem to always catch a bunch of fish, and they always catch big fish, and and. How come we're not having those same kinds of results? Could it be, I'm just asking the question, see what you think, could it be that those guys are more committed to fishing than we are? Maybe so. Maybe that's it. Maybe uh, we could be more committed. And so we're going to take that concept and try to build a lesson from it this morning. We're going to talk about fishing and a commitment to fishing, and I hope you'll see the connection here in just a minute. We stop to say thank you for being with us on this beautiful Sunday morning in Middle Tennessee. It's a real blessing to be able to join together with others of like precious faith and and worship God, offering praise and honor and glory to Him. And that, of course, is our main objective. That's what we want to accomplish. We pray that we do, but we pray that we'll be encouraged as we study together from the Word of God also. Thanks for being here, and thanks to any and all who are visiting with us this morning. Let's talk about fishing, but I think you probably already know we're not talking about fishing for literal fish. We're talking about fishing in the sense of doing God's work of spreading the gospel, fishing for men, if you will. And we want to use as our text what Jesus said as he was speaking uh, and working with his disciples in Luke chapter 5. So, Here's the text. If you want to look in your own Bibles, uh, I encourage you to do that too. Luke chapter 5, beginning verse 1. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake Genezaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. I want to make a first observation about them washing their nets. If you were a fisherman like they were, they didn't fish with with a fishing rod and a line and a hook, they fished with nets. And they cast nets and they drug nets and they used their nets to to catch fish. But you've got to take good care of those nets. And if you think especially back in that day and time, they wouldn't have even had the kind of access that we would have to that sort of equipment. This would have been a very precious thing. Your your fishing net was your livelihood. And so when you came in from from a, a day of fishing... What you had to do is you had to clean those nets. You had to, you had to make sure that they're cleaned and dried and, and also you patch and mend any slight tear or rip uh, in the net that might get bigger and r- render it useless. You took care of your nets. You, you took care of your equipment. You, and, and by washing their nets here, this was the end of the fishing day. By washing their nets now, they were making preparation for the next time that they would go out. And so they were preparing themselves for their fishing. 
It says, he entered into one of the ships, and was, well, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. So he had gotten in the boat, and he, he was just using the boat sort of as a speaking platform initially because there were so many people. That gave him a chance to get away from the bank just a little bit and speak to the people and almost probably like a natural amphitheater kind of setting there. But now they're ready to go for some fish. And what he tells Simon is, launch out into the deep. If you're fishing like they're fishing, and for the kind of fish they're fishing, the fish are out there. The fish are not up here on the bank. Go out to the deep. Go out where the fish are. That's what he was telling Simon to do. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And the text goes on to say, And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. Uh, I want you to notice, when they had done this, they went out to where the fish were, and then they actually went fishing. Then they actually cast their nets. Then they actually dropped their nets. They enfolded the fish in the nets. So they actually did the work of fishing. So you've got you to go where they are, but then you've got to fish when you get there, of course. And so they caught so many that the nets began to break. They beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And when they came, they filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Notice, they came and helped. They were saying, you've got to come and help us. You've got to come and help us. There's, there's so much here to do. We need your help. And so they, they got their partners, the others with them in their same profession, to join them in bringing in the fish. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, notice, they forsook all and followed him. Here speaks of a priority choice that they made. And we're going to make that our last point of observation today. They prioritized a certain kind of fishing that they were going to do. And so Jesus said, I'll make you catch men. I will make you fishers of men. And that's the idea that we want to pursue as we look at this this morning. So our, our, our notion is we need to make a commitment to fishing. And, and obviously what we're going to be trying to do here is draw the, the parallels from physical fishing to fishing for men. So if you're going to be successful, what you have to do is you have to prepare yourself. Remember, we talked about how those guys were washing their nets, getting their nets ready for the next fishing trip that they would make. I tell you, that even in our day and time, and even with just the recreational kind of fishing that we do, uh, there's a lot of work involved in getting ready. Uh, You've got to make sure your poles are all in right shape and that you have the necessary tackle. You need your hooks and your sinkers and, and, and you need your bobbers and you need... Maybe you're going to fish with artificial bait. Whatever, you've you got to have that. You've got to get it all ready. And getting it all, keeping it all in a, in a usable condition is, is, a, is, a, is some work. And if you've got, you got a boat, you've got to get the boat ready to go and the motor, I'll tell you. We, some of us here could tell tales about keeping those crazy motors running. That's not an easy thing to do either, is it, Josh? You've got to work on those motors and make sure that they're running. Uh, and I'll tell you something. If you're taking the kids 
That's a whole new challenge in itself. Untying the tangled knots uh, in the fishing line is a challenge in itself. And I've always been in amazement. I don't know how those lines can get in such a knot. I mean, just instantly. You couldn't tie a knot like that if your life depended on it. But they can, boy, let the kids have the pole for a minute, and then you'll have knots that you'll never undo. It's a lot of work. That's all we're saying. And if you're going to be successful, you've got to prepare for that. If you don't get it all together and get it ready, you will not catch fish. Well, our point is it's the same way with fishing for men. Your personal preparation in fishing for men is necessary. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready. For this kind of fishing, you've got to do prep work as well. What kind of prep work would that involve? If I'm going to be successful in fishing for men... What kind of prep work would, would that require? Well, obviously, I need to devote myself to, to serious Bible study, right? Because I can't tell someone else what I don't know myself. And especially if I'm hoping to reach people in the world, uh, I, I need to, to anticipate the kind of questions that they commonly ask, prepare myself to be ready to give an answer to those kind of questions. I need to be ready. I need to be ready, and this text tells us, be ready to give an answer or an explanation for what you believe and why. And we need to do that. And, there, and, and we can never stop learning. We can constantly be better prepared to do this important work. So we need to do the prep work. In First Timothy 4, beginning verse 13, Paul says to Timothy, "...till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine." Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. The expression here, give attendance to, we would probably say pay attention to it. Pay attention to reading. We think that this reading was probably the public reading of Scripture. But pay attention to that. Uh, you know, don't neglect. And all of that goes to this idea of making yourself prepared to do this important Fishing for men. If you're going to be successful, you have got to do that. Obviously, you actually have to go fishing. You're not going to catch fish if you don't. If I had all of the very best equipment that there was, all the best fishing gear that money could buy, I I tell you, I go to Bass Pro Shop on a regular basis. And every time some new thing comes out, I'm getting it. I have got, I've got, tackle box after tackle box full of the best fishing gear that you could ever possibly imagine. You want to talk about a boat. I got a bass boat that'll go 70 miles an hour on the water. And that's fast on the water, I'm telling you. This is a bass boat supreme. And it's decked out and it's got everything that you can imagine. But all of that just sits at home in my garage. I never get it out. I never go to the lake. The boat hadn't sat in the water in the last four years. Am I going to catch fish? Am I going to catch fish that right that way, right? You've got to go fishing. So you've got to prepare yourself, and then you've got to use that preparation and actually go fishing. If we don't and so our application here is if we don't get out to where the lost people are, if we if we are not in contact with the lost people, we're not going to be successful. In that famous reading that Jacob did a moment ago, the the Great Commission from Matthew 28, beginning verse 19. Go ye therefore, go, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you all the way even to the end of the world. Go, you've got to go. Uh, I think one of the things that we too often imagine is, that, well, we're here, right? We're here on a regular basis. We're here on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And we even have special services throughout the year at different times of the week. We, we, are putting, we are putting the message out. If you come here, you will hear it, which is fine. But we all know very well that people are not all that inclined to come and offer invitations as we will. We're finding fewer and fewer people who will accept those kinds of invitations. They won't come. We've got to go. And so if we want to be successful in fishing for men, we've got to get out there and go fishing. Obviously, when you get to the fishing pond, you've got to work when you get there. When you get to the lake or river, you've got to actually work. Uh, I want to emphasize the, uh, the word work here. Uh, for those of us who enjoy uh, fishing and who count it as a leisure activity, I think there are a lot of us who do, I still tell you, there's a good bit of work involved in that. I mean, I tell you, if, if, if you do it right and you spend a day fishing, at the end of the day, you are worn out. It, it, it is a tiring thing. It's work. There's work to do when you're fishing. Now, concerning those disciples uh, that Jesus was dealing with, that was, they, that was their work and that was their livelihood. They were not recreational fishermen like we are. They were fishing for a livelihood. It's work. You've got to do the work. And, you know, Jesus said, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets to catch the fish. You've got to actually do the work. Uh, when we're out in the world, we're fishing for men. And when we go out in the world, that's our fishing pond. All right? So when we go out into the world, we have to seize the opportunities that are available to us to teach the lost about the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you, it's really tempting for us to talk about everything else under the sun. And we never get around to the work of talking to people about what they really need to hear. Now, I'm not saying that every conversation we ever engage necessarily turns to talking about the Lord. But there are good opportunities to do so, and too often we pass them up. We don't do the work. We don't really fish. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I am not ashamed, he said. I hope it's not true that we sometimes hold back because we're a little bit ashamed to be identified as disciples of the Lord. We're a little bit ashamed of the gospel message. Paul said, I am not ashamed. And we should not be ashamed. When we get out there and have the opportunity, we need to imitate Paul and use every opportunity that comes our way to actually do the work of fishing for men. You remember that text uh, in Luke chapter 5 that we looked at? When they caught so many, they, they started signaling their partners, come over and help us, come and help us do this work. And they did. Uh, the partners came to help. We're, we need to see that sort of situation in this fishing for men that we're talking about, that we're in this work together and that we can, that we can be most successful when we're busy helping one another do this work. So maybe, you know, you think of an individual who's sort of timid and, and introverted and doesn't feel comfortable maybe teaching, actually sitting down with someone and teaching a home Bible study or something of that nature. That's understood. We understand it. Everybody's different. 
Everybody has different abilities, skills, and so forth. I tell you, there's still something you can do. You can help. You can, maybe, you, maybe you set up a Bible study with your good friend and ask somebody else to come and teach it as you, as you set in as well. There's always something that you can do. And we, are, we will be most successful in reaching the lost in the world if we get busy helping one another as we engage in this very important work. In Romans chapter 16, notice some of the people that Paul commended because they had helped him. If you think about one of the most skilled and effective preachers of the gospel that ever lived in, the, in, in all of the, the New Testament history, it's got to be the Apostle Paul, right? And you think of all the people that he reached out to, all the congregations that he helped establish, all the people that he taught and converted. But notice, he says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church which is at Sincrea, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and that you help her in whatever matter she may have need of you. For she herself has also been a helper of many and of myself also. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who for my life risked their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Here were just some regular Christians, I guess we could call them, but how exemplary they were. Phoebe and Priscilla and Aquila. And how they, Paul said, they were particular helps to me as I went about preaching and teaching. We can do that. We need to help one another. We'll be most successful when we do. Finally, let me suggest to you that we've got to make this a top priority in our lives. For those of us who like to go fishing, we know that some of the best times to go fishing are when the sun first starts to show in the morning sky. When you first see those first rays of light, you need to be on the water now. You need to be out there on the water. I mean, don't be wasting the good first you know, few minutes of daylight because that's when you'll have your best luck fishing very often. I want to tell you, it's hard to get out of bed, you know. So if we're going to get to the lake and be on the water when we need to be, we're going to, i got to get up at 4.30. Oh, I don't know, but I like to go fishing. I don't tell you, it's hard to get up out of bed at 4.30 in the morning to go fishing. It's easy to say, but no, no, if you're going to succeed, you've got to get up and go. You've got to make it a priority. I'd rather fish than sleep. Okay. All right, so it's a priority. It's got to be a priority. I've got other things I need to be doing. I, you know, there's some chores around the house that I need to attend to. I need to mow the grass. I need to. I'm busy. I'm really busy. I have often said, jokingly, a man who's too busy to fish is too busy. You know. Well, what do we do? But but what do we do in regards to this fishing for men? Sometimes we don't prioritize it, do we? We say, well, uh, I should, but I got other things. I'm, I'm involved in some other things. I, 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 just, I just can't do it right now. Well, you're never going to be successful at fishing unless you make it a priority. And this, this business of fishing for men, has to be a top priority for us. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, you know this text so well because that's the one we always go to when we're talking about priorities, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. There's nothing more important than kingdom work. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know all, I know a lot of the things that you all are involved in. I don't know everything that you do. But I want to tell you, there's nothing that you do, not any one of you. There's not anything that any of us do that's more important than kingdom work. 
We need to be busy putting the kingdom of God first. We use Paul as a, a, an example once again of how he saw this was this was ultimately the main thing that he wanted to accomplish. In Acts 20, you know, he was going back to Jerusalem and he was aware because prophecies were being given out that when he got there, trouble awaited him, persecution awaited him when he got back to Jerusalem. In Acts 20, beginning verse 22, Now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, notice, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Hey, Paul, bad things are going to happen to you probably when you get back to Jerusalem. And the fact of the matter is they did, right? Paul said, these things don't move me. I don't count my life dear to myself. None of these things move me. Because what I really want to do is testify the gospel of the grace of God. That's what matters, Paul said. And so, was Paul a successful fisherman? Well, he absolutely was, right? But would you agree with me that he put into practice the principles that we've been describing in our lesson this morning? We need to be busy about this work of sharing the gospel. There's so many lost people around us. The the reality is we're all surrounded by lost people. Family and friends and co-workers and neighbors. and Our community is full of people who need to hear the gospel. We need to be committed to the, to the job of getting the message there. Committed to the job of being fishers of men. So prepare yourself. Go. Do the work. Help others who are doing the work. Prioritize this in your life. It is so important. Thanks for your good attention to what we've had to say. And I hope it will motivate us all to be mindful of our need to be fishers of men. We're going to end the lesson with a song of invitation. As we sing this song, we ask everybody, consider your life. Make sure it's right with God. If you're not yet a Christian, that simple plan of salvation is hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized for the remission of sins. If you've not done that, we encourage you to make that decision. We'd be glad to sit down with you and study more so that you can make an informed decision about those things. If you're a Christian already, a a continuing requirement is that you live faithfully to the Lord. And if you feel that you have not done that, know that you have not been doing your duty as a child of God, we beg you to come back to Him in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help in any way, let us know while we stand and sing.